So last Tuesday, I was uh, driving um, to work, and I looked behind me, and there was two ladies sitting in uh, the front seat of this van at a stoplight. I was just waiting there. It was a long stoplight. And you could tell that the lady who was driving was having a very heated conversation on the phone. I couldn't hear anything that she was saying, but I could see what she was saying. And, and it started out kind of like this. She was like, <laughs> but then the heat turned up, and she was like, you know, she was like holding it out like a, and then I turned and I looked at the lady sitting next to her, and this is what she was doing. <laughs> and thus we enter the holiday season. <laughs> what I loved about the lady that was on the phone is she was expressing what we are all feeling during this season. It's, it's a stressful season. It's a hurried season. It's a season that our normal anxiety, if it's kind of like a, um, this uh, heart monitor, we kind of live on the doot, 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 and then Christmas comes, and it starts to sound like doot, 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 doot. I mean, it's just, it's just rough. And so um, in this busy season, we struggle because we're vying for kind of the tale of two Christmases. There's the Christmas of Jesus, and then there's the gospel of consumer Christmas. And the consumer Christmas tells us this, that if you acquire comforting things, then you will be comforted. But all of us know and have felt that there's something missing from that gospel. And the truth is, we live in a world where we have a thousand things to comfort us. But deep down, we're not comforted. And so how does the gospel of Jesus speak into this bustling and stressful time of our lives. Our sermon series through Advent is called Hark the Herald, Good News for Everyday Life. And what I want to talk about today is how is the gospel of Jesus good news for everyday stress, especially in this stressful season? Does God care about our stress? Does he care about comforting us? And where do we find true, lasting comfort? And through Isaiah, God speaks. In verse 1, listen to his words. Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her. And then he gives this long introduction to the source of comfort. And it's an eight-verse introduction. But then kind of the the magnum opus is at verse 9. He says, behold your God. Behold God. Look to God. Gaze upon God. Now that's a profound truth. Because what this text is saying is that comfort isn't self-produced. There's nothing we can do with our two hands that can bring us true, lasting comfort. It has to come down from the hands of God. True comfort comes from the hand of God. Listen to Paul, what he says in 2 Corinthians verse 1. He calls God the God of all comfort. So, we've heard it said this, that Jesus is the reason for the season. But really, Jesus is the reason for everything. And Jesus is the reason that we can find comfort in this bustling time. And so the next question 
And the most applicable question to us is, if God is the God of all comfort, how do we tap into that comfort? How do we receive that comfort from him? And Isaiah, in verse 10 and 11, lays out two pictures. Two pictures of the arms of God. Now, we're going to start in verse 11, then we're going to work our way to verse 10. So let's see what he has to say about the arms of God in verse 11. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather his lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. So Isaiah's first pictures of the arms of God are the arms of a comforting shepherd. And God is painted as a, as a God who gathers his sheep together. He gathers them in his arm. He leads them on. And then he, there's this weird thing that he gathers him in his bosom. What does that mean? And that, every shepherd in Jerusalem and Israel would know what it's talking about. But we don't because we're not shepherds in Israel. Um, and so what that means is literally what shepherds would do with, with particular sheep that were struggling. At times they would pick them up and they had this pocket in the inside of their robe that was called the bosom. That was known as the bosom. And they would take the sheep and place it inside to protect them from the cold, from the wolves, from anything out there. And to bring the sheeps that most needed it comfort. And so, we have this beautiful picture of the arms of a shepherd. And so, the next question is this. How do we, how do we tap into that arm? We tap into the arms of Christ and we draw near to him. So some of us are entering the Christmas season stressed about everything that we have to do. And then God invites you to draw near. Some, are, some of us enter into this Christmas season after a long year, a hard year. And God invites us to draw near. And some of us enter this Christmas season in sorrow. Because it's a reminder of the ones that we've lost. And God invites you to draw near. Because the Lord is our shepherd. And we find comfort when we draw near to him. So the first set of arms presented in Isaiah are the arms of a comforting shepherd. But is that all that God has to offer us? Let's look at verse 10. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. And here, here God's arms are that of a conquering king. It's a different picture. And those conquering arms, they give us courage. So the shepherd arms draw us near to comfort us in difficult days. But the conquering arms give us courage to face those difficult days. And so here's the great paradox for us as Christians. Is that the more we draw near to God, the less that we fear this world. That the more we draw near, the less that we fear and so at the arms of the shepherd, God draws us for comfort. And at the arms of the king, God leads us out in courage. So the more we draw near, the less that we fear. A friend of mine named Philip, a couple years ago, was telling me he was at home on break. Um, Christmas break. And all of his family was gathered around. And then all of a sudden, they heard his sister scream. And so they all ran in and said, what's going on? And she said, there was a man outside my window. 
And this is what Philip told me. He said, this is what I did. I ran through the house and out into the darkness after that man. And I was flabbergasted. I was like, how did you, how did you do that? How did you get the courage to do that? And he was like, oh, I was just, I was just following my father. His dad had run straight out the door, and so he was just following his dad. And that's, that's the amazing thing about our God, is that when we draw near to a courageous God, we become courageous men and courageous women. And in the Christmas season, we find ourselves not only needing comfort, but we also we need courage. We need courage every day to stand up for truth at our workplace, at our schools. We need courage to... Um, sometimes we need courage to get through the holidays, just, just to survive them. And we find courage in Christ. And so... That is what I want us to take away with us today, is this, this truth that the more we draw near, the less that we fear. And so what do we do? And I want to encourage you to do two things this season in response to this good news. First is this. Find your way of drawing near to God. For some of us, this idea of God being a shepherd is really a, a beautiful picture for us. And I would encourage you to meditate on that. Spend time talking to God as a shepherd. Let him draw you into his arms and comfort you. Because the more we draw near, the less that we fear. But some of us don't relate to this picture of God as a shepherd, and that's okay. But the point is God wants us to draw near. So for you, drawing near may look like turning off the radio on the way home, on the way to or from work. And just being still and starting to tell God what's going on things that you're worried about. The more we draw near, the less that we fear. For some of us, it might look like uh, getting up a little bit earlier in the morning or turning off the TV a little bit earlier at night and just sitting in a quiet house and letting your worries bubble up and starting to tell God about them. Because the more that we draw near, the less that we fear. And for some of us, we need to go hunting or fishing, or go for a long walk, and be still long enough to hear what's going on inside here, and start and tell God about it. Because the more we draw near, the less that we fear. So the first thing we do is to draw near. Find your way of drawing near. And the second thing I want you to invite you to do comes from a directive that Paul gives in 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 3. So the very beginning of 2 Corinthians. Here is words. He said, Blessed be the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. Did you catch that? God comforts us so that we can comfort others. And so this holiday season, I want to ask you to pray. To pray and ask God to show you somebody you know that needs comfort. It could be a coworker, It could be a family member. It could be your neighbor. And then I want you to do something. It doesn't have to be huge, but something to comfort them. It could be writing a note. It could be inviting them over for a meal or out for coffee. 
or it could be taking them hunting. It doesn't matter what it is. But do something to be there for them in the holiday season. And I don't know about you, but that sounds a little scary. Entering into somebody's pain. Doing this requires courage. But we don't have to worry. We just have to draw near to Jesus. Because the more that we draw near, the less that we fear. Now I want to end with two of my favorite Christmas stories. The first Christmas story comes from It's a Wonderful Life. I just saw it for the first time last year, which is a travesty. And if you haven't seen it, that's a travesty. You have to see it. So your homework is to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Um, It's a Wonderful Life is a beautiful movie. Um, And it tells the story of a man, a man named George Bailey. And George Bailey is a man in distress. He's a man that's lost his comforts. He's lost, in some ways, his courage. And on Christmas Eve, on a cold night, he finds himself at a bar at the end of his rope. And he prays a simple prayer. He draws near to God and says, God, I need help. Comfort me. Give me courage. And God answers his prayer with an angel second class, old Clarence. God sends Clarence down, and Clarence gives George comfort and courage. The second story is our story. It's the story of Christmas. And the story of Christmas is about a people in distress. A people that in some ways have lost comfort, have lost courage. And in our desperation, we call out to God. And the story of Christmas is that God, he didn't send Clarence. He sent Jesus, a shepherd who was a king, to give us comfort and to give us courage. So draw near this season, because the more that we draw near, the less that we fear. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God of all comfort, we pray that you would comfort us in this time with your tender shepherd arms and give us courage. Give us courage to face these days ahead and give us courage to be a comfort to somebody else. We thank you for this wonderful season. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand.